0: friends well okay december 21st 2021 at 1207 a.m tidying at the end of the year friends i work in a boutique retail environment Where I have become responsible for the timekeeping of our communications and campaigns, I'm into logistics. Usually, my brain is full of the tasks I am fixing or going or about to do. It's not very fun sometimes, but it is my area of expertise. In 2020, I left my job. I was like, "Oh my god!" Or like in 2020, 2019, I left a job, and 2020 was supposed to be the start. Of me not having a job. But by that September I was back. And at the start of 2020 I was like. Wow. I'm going to be able to just not worry about shit. For holiday this year. Now it's year two of actually holiday. Like holiday season retail world shit. And I told myself this year. You know what. If I'm never going to catch a break on that front. I'm just going to tell myself. Close this year outright, Enjoy yourself and celebrate. I'm going to not do shit. Extra, or rather, I'm simply going to let my mentality rest. Let it stop scanning and searching for what else and return its attention to that which has happened, lived through, enjoyed, and accomplished. You're making it through another year. <laughs> Yes, this is usually a time of year when my experience of the world is hampered by a background-running task list going on in my head. Zoom, zoom! I work in timeliness and relevance, manufactured and reinforced. It's for a boutique, so it's underpaid. But aren't we all? In early 2020, I had the time to begin listening to long and tedious astrology podcasts covering recently revived and translated texts and techniques and shit from ancient Egypt and Greece, medieval times, Vedic traditions of India and all this stuff. Before this, I was fond of buying a workbook around the phases of the moon and stuff. Um, maybe y'all remember me going on about those in newsletters of yore. Uh, well, I wish I could go into this astrology stuff more, but I just don't have the strength I'm typing this. Now I'm speaking it, but I typed it originally, so at the time I didn't have strength in my tendons for it. And the diction, uh, like speech-to-text setups I've been trying so far are like so, uh, they're so, so, so ungainly. It's, mm, no. Anyway, <laughs> I'll be talking more about astrology shit as time goes on, but nonetheless, keeping it brief here... I have to say I'm fascinated by stargazing and timekeeping, cycle plotting, pattern weaving, meaning making, if you haven't noticed already. It's been helpful to me over the years and enjoyable too, uh, recently to study very lightly into Hellenistic astrology and listen to astrologers forecast on the astro weather because it introduces measures and influences and cycles of time that break me out of the imperial linear calendar, the mindset, the dread, the haste. It's great to follow something else. Get into it. I was raised by one stargazer and a lover of the seasons also, and during my Saturn return around like 30 I was compelled by despair to cultivate this deeper awareness and appreciation for the seasons, according to the solstices and the equinoxes. I started to notice the angle of the sun in the sky, in the seasons, and the appearance and the position of the planets in the sky, too. I stopped lamenting that the cold months were all winter, and I began to think of spring as occurring much earlier in the year, in the new year. Spring is cold when it starts, but it's still spring. As I wrote this originally, the winter solstice was this coming day, the shortest day of the year for some, and the start of the lengthening of day for some as well. For several years now, I wonder how the winter will pan out, and here we are again, um, wondering how the winter will pan out in terms of like, will it be a cold one, a quote-unquote normal one, an unseasonable one? (laughs) And as I'm recording this on January 2nd, um, it's 57 degrees out in Philadelphia today. I have the windows open and the heat on, of course. Radiator heat. So anyway, I'm telling myself to stop fretting about the world of plans and plan making. Ugh, really hard. As if that can only be done frantically, manically even. I've been trying to get messy. Less tidy. To have every notebook open and all the books I'm reading everywhere strewn. I usually put my things up and away. I am trying to do things enjoyably now rather than by obligation. Writing this out confirms this is magic. So that is a small message I wanted to send the night. I'm in the middle of the H2 2022 astrological forecast with Austin Copic on Rune Soup. A uh, podcast I don't really love for the lack of melanated people that appear on it, if you know what I'm saying, but I'm very fascinated with Kopik's explications of the astro weather, generally and of the next calendar year, along with what's-his-face-is-going-ons about the significations in finance and geopolitical economic realms and whatnot. So I guess if you want to know what I'm watching on YouTube, usually it's just drum and bass <laughs> mixtapes and shit like this. As if we didn't, as if we many didn't already see it happening all around us. The astro weather for the United States in particular in 2022 is concerning for it as a nation state or something like it's the Pluto return, which I'm not going to get into right now. You can look it up. Just watch the video, you know, get into the vibe. And it's not really everybody's vibe, I know. Just kind of ride with it if you want to. And so on. If you if you know me in person we could talk about it over at J, but not here. January 1st, 2022, entry in my notebook. I started growing my hair out. Today my nails are suddenly long, tinted orange from chopping turmeric when making something of a medicinal honey It's this one I learned from a black Haitian person on Instagram at the start of lockdown when everybody was posting like home flu and cold remedies and stuff like that, stuff that was not supposed to be like COVID cures, but just normal shit you could be doing to boost and like care for your tired ass body. So anyway, this one was, um, this woman was like, this is a common remedy, um, where I'm from and it involved um, chopped up, you know, like not super fine, but like cut up ginger, turmeric, root, uh, fresh root, but I guess you could use powder. I don't know. Turmeric root, cloves, garlic, uh, some of an onion. I put a whole onion in because I don't, I'm not scared of onions. But anyway, you chop all that stuff, you throw it in a jar, like a mason jar. You fill the jar with some, you fill it all the way up with honey. And then you close it up and you just kind of like shake it around every day and let it sit. I would would say let it sit for like two weeks and then you can start taking spoonfuls of it. I guess you could strain it if you wanted to, but I like to let all that good stuff sit in the honey. So I I was taking spoonfuls of it until I couldn't, um, had trouble anymore. And then I finally strained it. But yeah, that's like, that's a cute medicinal honey, uh, that I learned from this Haitian woman on the Instagram. So thanks to her, I made it last year and I started to take a spoonful every day, which is this whole practice that my recently deceased father would push on me when he used to see me when I was like 10 and 11, he would show up on uh, his Monday visitations and and have this uh, mentholated honey is what my dad would bring me. He'd be like, "Here, me, like take this spoonful. He'd be, he always be forcing me to do stuff that I didn't want to just to make sure I knew how to do it which at the time was frustrating, but now I have this habit. So (laughs) there's that. Yeah. Omicron is all around me. Um, Everybody, like everybody I know, almost everybody I know, my neighbors, lots of people, they have it, but they are like, quote unquote, fine. Like it's mild. They're vaccinated and boosted and everything's Cool or whatever. And I just keep thinking of long COVID and my functioning and respiratory health in general in a city famous for its children having asthma, among other ailments. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm reviving the routines from 2020 that I was harder on for a little while mouthwash for 30 seconds when I get home from being outside, drinking these strong decoctions of my regular favorite herbs a little more frequently. Um, which is licorice root, nettles, elecampine root, burdock root, milky oats, and also marshmallow root and ground ivy in particular for my air passages and my like sticky left ear canal, which is so prone to infection. So yeah, been on that. I start wearing the fucking futuristic face shield over my whole face when I go into these stores and whatnot. I don't know. I'm I'm like, I do believe we will all get COVID since it is in the family of viruses related to the common cold and flu and all that, none of which have ever gone away, you know? You know, strong and weak versions make the rounds generation after generation, and that is human generation and, you know, their viral generations, which knows how many they've had. So yeah, I don't know. Shit is... Disappointing. I'm sure we're all feeling it, huh? Unrelated to my previous paragraph and all that, I want to say I have faith. It's something keeping me active, aware, childlike, mercurial, fancy, whimsy, laughter, jester, helpful demon. Reality is bending and warping all around us as the powers that be continue to play theater of the pious. Things no longer have the same meanings they once did. Do you know which things those are for you? I'm someone who knows change and soul-crushing hurt. Aren't we all familiar? Aren't we? At this point in the pandemic, I am transformed. The first stage is now being set. Mmm. And newsletter, I know like from September till now, I kind of like didn't say anything and I've been really quiet this whole year. And I don't know, I've just had nothing to say. Words have failed me and I felt that the machinations of social media are really unfriendly to the kind of communication I want to be having with people. And it's just been very interesting to pause and be like, huh. But so during all those moments of silence, (laughs) I've kind of gotten much more involved studying, like, the saints, cartomancy, tarot cards and playing cards, magic, um, throwback to my nature, pagan-ass, 13-year-old Wiccan John of a self, you know. <laughs> um, magic and astrology. Hell of astrology. Um, and I really haven't shared any of that here. I, I make allusions and stuff, and it informs what I think and write about but I really haven't like expounded upon it at length here um which I may begin to start doing you know all that stuff strikes me as a suitable progression after all the seasons I've spent researching scientific developments and following tech news and reading history and analyzing this criticizing that confessing the substance of my own perception you know there's this quote, I'm pretty sure Carolyn Lazard, the art, the famous artist, hello, I think this, I'm not sure if this is something that they said or they put on a post-it and then took a screen cap of, but anyway, I attribute this to Carolyn Lazard, sometimes technology fails you and magic is your only recourse. Sometimes technology fails you and magic is your only recourse. So I'm like, let me gleefully become the Magus of my friendly moniker, Magus Monk. I've been down on my talents and secretive of it for too long. Part of this is that I've become more and more agitated by what feels like the confines of academic thought, like how I even conduct myself, on what was once my much livelier style of expression. I wrote so much poetry. Lyric, impulsive spells, fan fiction. I just was writing all the fucking time. I was doing all kinds of shit. I want that life back. I want my life back. I want my power of words and image back. And so I will have it. (laughs) (sighs) You know, all this stuff, if you're listening to it and it resonates with you, it's a spell for you too. I have this feeling that all the sexy VR virtual reality promise of it and like all its failed attempts at adoption back in the 90s, all that stuff is now primed and ready. It's time is here. (laughs) I think it's time all of us too from the 90s and the early 2000s, all of us AOL and MSN Messenger and Yahoo, chat, denizens, all of us, we need to be reflecting on what was happening to us. In those times to our experiences as what we like, what, what was known and what was possible from all that information and connectivity back then to our embodiment, our personhood, how we felt as people and were able to be how we were able to be in those places and spaces back then. And our imagined fantastic bodies of that cyberspace back then. What is it about then That like, now that the technology, the promise of technology is capable now, like now we can maybe actually have VR. Like, what do you, what do you think about all that? I personally think it's fucked up. Like just thinking about metaverse and virtual reality and all that shit. I don't know. I, I clearly need, if this is going to be me trying to have a little podcast type conversation with y'all, I clearly need a host to keep me on track. Cause what I'm thinking about is. All the implications of the Facebook metaverse being this virtual reality, Um, like economic sphere is what they want it to be. And just, yeah, just, I think I said my own answer there. The promise for me of the 90s and 2000s internet, or not even the promise, the stuff that I felt back then in that cyberspace was a lot of anonymity and freedom and like boundlessness and connection. And there was no economics involved. The economics involved was my mom paying the phone bill. And the AOL bill, I think. And having the ability to have a computer, you know? And now it's like, VR, cyberspace is all economy. It's just a place for bleh, for things to be sold to you. Bleah! Woo! Thanks for following me on that. Mm. All right, well, I freestyled a little bit from that journal entry, but here's the today's entry. January 2nd, 2022. People have a habit of believing that my chronic bilateral epicondylitis, people think that is a joint pain that I suffer from, but the real culprit is a ligament inflammation. The shit is hurting. It's fucked up. I'm demoralized by trying to hold this pen as firm as I once could and make it create the forms that I desire. Like I want crisper hand strength, and I guess I'll get that too, but I don't know when. Jesus. Disabled people will join the ranks if we haven't already. Alice Sparkly Cat's 2022 horoscopes, uh, they mentioned this sentiment too. They write their ass off in that 2022 horoscope. Ooh, you should go read it. In other news, I left Team Title and I've joined Team Spotify and I started dabbling and making playlists for mine and your enjoyment. The first one I made is called City Walker. Oh, no, the first one I made is called Chat Room Atmospheric, and that's all songs that I truly used to bang back during my heaviest online days. I'd say 1997 through 2003, 2004, the musical accompaniment accompaniment for long sessions in role playing chat rooms, for building your personal website overnight, for writing fanfic and so on. The second playlist I made is called City Walker. And it's all songs of what I call fast walking tempo. Music I play to walk my ass around on errands and get a little blood pumping and like have faith in living and shit. It's good for that. Give it a listen. Then I'm working on one called Runaway. Uh, but so far, <laughs> it's four Reese songs in a row. Reese, spelled R-E-S, of Philly area John... If you know it, it's so good, isn't it? My God. All right. So (laughs) something I haven't mentioned at all since last September is that, uh, I didn't get into that fucking Delaney fellowship. Huge surprise there. Huge surprise. Wow. Oh, right. I, I, I started ranting about it on Twitter. Uh, what was this? December 16th. So they, the fellowship was like, originally like, we'll be announcing our wait list at some random time in November, something that didn't make sense to me. Then that disappeared off the internet. I couldn't find it again. And then they're like, we'll be notifying. Maybe, you know, I didn't read it right, but I thought that they were going to notify everybody of who the winner was on December 15th. So December 15th comes and goes. And I'm like, first of all, I hadn't been holding my breath for this shit. But on the 16th, I was like, oh yeah, that fucking fellowship, like, let me go see, I guess, guess I didn't get it, um, so then I go looking for it, and there's no email, there's no nothing that I can find on your website, and I have to, like, manually search on fucking Google to be, like, Samuel Delaney Fellowship 2021 winner, and it takes me to some random blog post that's, like, here's our winner, this person, and I was, like, all right, and I started reading it, and I was, like, what the fuck, so anyway, (laughs) it set me off, I didn't get the fellowship. Now we're in my Twitter uh, rant from December 16th, 2.54 a.m. Night out hours. I didn't get the fellowship. The person who did is already a winner, married, professional, with a novel already coming out. Again, for all the effort it took to apply to that thing and for the money and resources on the line, you'd think shit like this would go to people who are in need of them. Next tweet, key, you'd think. Next tweet, I'm never applying to these shits because I'm seeking them out anymore. It's people passing them to me who think I should get it. Next tweet, thinking isn't enough. It's the cash and the resources. Don't trick working people into thinking they can be artists and writers on the art and lit world's terms. Quote, emerging. Mm, Really don't see the merit in applying to this type of shit anymore. It's always so much effort and such a drain on my capacity to stay focused. And most importantly, it's not for me. Like, I can't get it, literally. And that's too many fucking hoops to jump through. I don't know why I fall for it over and over. But this is reminding me of 2011 when I was on track to graduate college and all my small classroom professors were gassing me up to go to grad school and I'm looking into it only to find out that I should have been on some whole other track of schooling if I wanted to get in on the programs I was interested in. I was like, what? <laughs> I felt stupid. I was not familiar with that level of like forward career planning. This shit wasn't for me. And at that juncture, I was like, damn, this shit is whack. I've been behind all my life in this world. Fuck the ivory tower. I'll just work my fucking job and write science fiction like I want to. Um, By the way, I graduated college when I was 27 in 2011. Now I've got to make the decision to simply stop applying and stop paying attention to things like this shit. If it's meant for me, someone is going to give it to me as a gift. So to all the people who fuck with me and support me and want me to shine in the world, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. From now on, though... I don't want to hear about any prestigious workshop or class or fellowship or what have you, unless I'm being invited and cared for it, unless someone's going to be like, oh shit, let's invite them. And you know, I'll just have to fill out a W9 or some shit like that. Or if you want to do the app for me and pay the fees and all that shit, you can do that. Either way, I can't be distracted anymore. So that was the rant more or less. You know, I freestyled on that too. But yeah, and then I also didn't make it into this um, special topics workshop offered by Odyssey on like how to finish your novel that I was like, oh God, I hope I at least get into this. Um, and it was like a one-time thing, but you still had to apply. Um, but I didn't get into that. And like the rejection letter I got from when I applied to Odyssey's six-week intensive was like, you should apply to our classes that we offer from time to time. So I'm just like, I can't get into that. And I can't even get into the sh- other shit damn wish you could all see my face like mm. so anyway I'm like I have spent myself my time and energy for years now trying to sort out extra income and like artist opportunities um and can you imagine if I just had the resources already that I wasn't spending all this other extra time thinking about this shit anyway or if I just had uh kept to myself this whole time and made what was on my heart and my mind this whole time, instead of just this constant hijacking of my potential and my attention, um, trying for like recognition and legitimacy from this status quo that's too far removed from my reality to see any worse in investing in it. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, but anyway, can I blame the gatekeepers for why my book isn't done? mm <laughs> All this has me looking back over the shit I was on back in 2013, um, which is like the Venus Capricorn retrograde previous eight years time period, if you're interested. So 2013 around this time, see what you were doing and what I was doing. I was I was on Tumblr at its peak um, with a following and I wrote these minor essays like every fucking post almost on whiteness, dystopia class analysis and other transsexual anime sci-fi topics uh yeah people fucked with me my all that's left zines were out they were full of images from my tumblr and shit and i had these damn audio cassettes that went with them and like i was just out and about you know and those stories from all that's left they were just the working bitches cyborg hookup tales set in a vague climate disaster dystopia it was all very like horny And perturbed and shit. It wasn't that serious. Now I'm writing it. I'm speaking this shit. It's 57 degrees outside. And yeah. You know. Me and the homie Raz Mashramani. We have had more than a few conversations. On what it means that the stuff. From our stories have come true. Before we've actually published them. So let me close out this little new year's update or whatever the fuck this is you know catching you up chatting with you with what i sent my this is my what was in my statement whatever the fuck they wanted the statement of intention or whatever the fuck cover letter to the fellowship delaney fellowship um and by the way i just have to say when i applied to this thing i had given up um on the whole trying to make myself sound Legible to the academy and all this shit. I was like, I'm going to freestyle my shit. If people want to fuck with me, they're going to fuck with me. I clearly come from some sort of like oratory spoken tradition that people don't who don't have a s- sense for that at all. Like they don't pick up on it. And it's all these motherfuckers in all these gatekeeping positions. Anyway, or maybe I'm just talking shit. Who knows? Nonetheless. You're going to hear a lot more out of me this year, I hope. Let me just read the damn thing, and I'll pick it back up at the end. You are meeting someone sitting on a wooden bench in their neighborhood park, writing in a notebook, wearing a fabric face mask because the air pollution is too taxing lately. It's that person, Monk, who writes as Mteas. They look like a tattooed young man or maybe a handsome woman or like, I don't know. A white person that certain people clock for being mixed with something and their chestnut hair is military short and being overtaken by silver. The card case in the waterproof tote bag beside them holding three B5 notebooks, a planner, a steel water bottle, an overstuffed pencil case, and pack of cube shaped chewing gum. The tote contains a drab green calling card that says, Sci-Fi, Magic, Smut, Survivor Memoir. Behind that is another older card, proclaiming Metropolarity, Minister of Crossroads. They pull an herbal cigarette out from their dickie's pocket. Monk looks worn out or in pain or both. They're wearing stretched out wristbands on their elbows and firmer straps around their wrists, and they hold the pen with a grip that has long been been weakened by their workplace when they return to their home computer they check on the discord server hosting their exper- experimental fiction writing and storytelling workshop they check if their grieving friend has eaten yet and do they want some food ordered to their house on twitter someone has reposted their long thread analysis of 1995's armitage III*, a cyberpunk about gynoids and labor rights on mars An herbalist has emailed asking for the name of the story read around that bonfire last weekend. Monk, a born and raised Philadelphian, child of Irish, Italian, and Mexican Catholics, raised in a mostly black, Caribbean, Korean, and Southeast Asian, mixed-race part of town, once homeless, less and less, (laughs) a working-class broke-ass, has written story after story about desire, hope, and despair in the flooded-out future. Their old zines on tape carried the tagline, post-binary cyborg smut. But anymore they think of what they write as fantasy, because projecting a capitalist dystopia into the future has become irresponsible. They have an online following older than social media, and have an underground popularity among hobbled psychics, genderfucked cyborgs, city kids, anarchists who read sci-fi, and, you know, art world types who pay attention to their local scene. Early in Obama's second term, they linked up with Roz Cutlass, Alex Smith, and Rashida Phillips to form Metropolarity, a sci-fi collective that ripped open space-time and ushered in a zeitgeist of BIPOC-centered, queer, trans, poor and working, sci-fi, fantastic thought and reality. Astoundingly, there was no hashtag queer sci-fi tag before Metropolarity started wielding it. And even more astounding is that all four have had to self-publish their work for all these years. Monk lights the cigarette and keeps on writing. (laughs) Wow. What a freak, right? Who would set? So <laughs> I would be interested to know what any of my more, um, you know, those inside the tower, um, what y'all think or who have been, I don't know. I've, You know, that's what I sent them. And then I sent them nine, nine glowing personal testimonies about who I am and what I do and what my shit means to people. And you know, I'm sure there's lots of beautiful people out there. I'm just vying for my own, and love to complain about it in the meantime. You know, that's the working person's pastime—is complaining. Okay, <laughs> at least in Philadelphia. Jesus. All right. So, end of letter promotions. Uh, let me get into it. Yeah, join my Cyborg Memoirs fan club, uh, aka my Patreon some uh I don't know what your feelings are on Patreon but there's kind of no way for me to charge on a sliding scale people who want to support me so it's kind of the only place to do it so I've turned it into sort of like a newsletter plus and snail mail slash like DIY stationary mail club situation um And I'm going to start, I think my 10, I have like $2, $5, $10, $20 and higher levels if you want to rock it like that. If you have the money to spare at the end of every month and so on, if you want to give it to me, love it. Um, But you'll get stuff in the mail. You'll get my zines that I'm going to start making a few more zines this year. You'll get my zines as I release them at a certain level. You'll get... A newsletter in the mail every month or you'll get something cute in the mail every month at a certain level and you'll get all this shit here that you're listening to right now but you know it'll be in the fan club <laughs> all right and i've reprinted the long out of print venus saturn square uh smut like freaky anime nerd um it's kind of like poc trans centric uh bipoc is it button? Uh, 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 I don't know with all these terms, you know? There's black and brown and trans queer people um, and white people and mixed people and all... everybody. Everybody's in the zine. It's a cool-ass zine of smut. It's freaky. Um, there's slugs and slurpees and, like, cargo um, outfits and, like, truck stops and shit like that. So that's out in print. Um, it's been available as a PDF for download for a long time. Venus, Saturn, Square on my url cyborgmemoirs.com blah 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 and also back in print is the discipline welcomes beauty print cleaning and organizing grimoire which many of you have requested and so it is back i have been vending in clark park every saturday on mild days and so if you're in the area of philadelphia um and it's a nice weather day on a sunday come see if i'm there i'll probably be posting about it on my instagram and you can buy my shit in person and talk to me Or, you know, you can go to dhd215.com or cyborgmemoirs.com. That's my shit and get that shit. So, yep, the self-promotions end here. Thanks for listening. Um, I really hope everybody's giving themselves the time that they need somehow, some way, um, regardless of what is demanding on you at this time. It's been a hell of a time. And so, take care of yourself, don't be so hard on yourself, drink that water, stretch your arms and shit, turn your neck around, move your body, take a deep breath, do some freaky shit, and pray to your ancestors if that's your shit, and uh, you know, smell the, smell the roses sometimes, be good to yourself. (laughs) See you next time.